Thank you for joining us as we continue our study in the book of Philippians. We're going to be opening the text at Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. My name is J. Tom Morseford. I'm the minister at the Austin Avenue Church of Christ. And we've been looking at the book of Philippians. One of the reasons I wanted to look at that book of Philippians is because of that word rejoice. It seems to be one of the themes in the book of Philippians. And it seems funny that Paul's able to write this book about rejoicing while he's in prison. You know, have you ever noticed that how suffering and trials and joy can coexist together when Jesus Christ is a part of the equation? Even in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your illness, in the midst of your grief, in the midst of your suffering, when Christ is there, there's still a contentment and it's still a joy that we can experience that is found only in Him. Only in Him. It's interesting to me that Paul's going to say, I, I want you, in, in the last lesson he's talking about, I want you to shine like lights in the star, lights in the sky in the night. I want you to be bright in the midst of darkness. I want you to stand out in the way that you live because we don't live like the world. When the world goes through trials, everything turns dark. But when we go through trials, we turn to the light and we still have hope. When the world sees hopelessness, we have hope because we understand this world is not all there is, and we're just passing through. And one of the encouragements that Paul will give, and that even Peter gives in the book of 1 Peter, is he's going to say, it's just for a little while. It's just a little while, and then you're going to get to experience the glory of God. So if I had any encouragement, it would be the same encouragement that Paul gives, just hang on. Just hang on. Trust in God. Trust in God. And with that, Paul's going to give the example of two different men, Timothy and Epaphroditus. Two men that are humble. Humility. Because humility and faith go hand in hand. Having faith in God and trusting in Him means putting Him on the throne and we're there serving and we're there to do His will and to serve Him and to serve God more than we serve ourselves serving Jesus Christ. So listen to what Paul has to say in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I myself will soon come. But I think it necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he's, he is long for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him out so that you may see him again. You may be glad and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him 
because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help that you could not give me. As Paul talks about these men, I think that there are some great qualities that we can learn from men like Timothy and, and men like Epaphroditus. The first is this, they have this submissive mind. They have a submissive mind. They're willing to, to put their interest and their needs on hold to serve the interest and needs of Jesus Christ. You see, Timothy had this mind of a servant. He had this mind of a servant that was willing to, to help other people, that was willing to help Paul, and was coming to encourage the brothers. He also had the training of a servant. He had learned what it is, and he had learned what it meant to be a part of a team. He had that training of a servant, and because he had the mind of a servant, the training of a servant, and was willing to act as a servant, he was going to receive that servant's reward. We don't think much about that. But in Matthew 25, Jesus is going to say, when you're faithful over a few things, God will reward you with many things. That's the servant's reward. If we'll be faithful with a few things that God's put us in, put in front of us, he'll give us greater opportunities so that we can be faithful and God can be glorified. That's what it means to receive the reward of a servant. Be able to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You see, that submissive mind grows in us when we begin to get ourselves out of the way and when we love God and when we love others. Epaphroditus shows this what it means to have this Christian life and, to, and Paul thinks so much of him. He couldn't say enough good things about him. He's this almost like that perfect balanced Christian. He calls him my brother, my companion in the labor, my fellow servant. And you wonder, Paul, how did, how did, how did he get this interest in It's because Paul said, you want to know something? I have someone with me who cares more about me than I care about me. He was burdened by Paul. So he came to help Paul. And even though he got sick in the process, he came for the purpose of, of helping Paul and encouraging Paul. He was concerned about Paul. I want to ask you a question. Who are you concerned by? Who are you concerned by? Is your main concern and your main thought always on you? Or are there other people in your life that you look at and you say, I want to make sure they're taken care of. I want to make sure they know. When that happens, God will place other people inside of your realm that you have the ability to help. You see, Epaphroditus blessed Christians and was a blessing to Christians. The question that we have to ask ourselves is this. Are we going to permit the Spirit of God in us to allow us to humble ourselves to the point to where we have that mind of Christ and we care more for others than we care for ourselves? That's the goal. You want to learn what it means to rejoice in the Lord? You want to know what it means to, to have contentment? Do you want to know what it means to be a servant? It means to set yourself aside, 
love God and love others. And let people see the glory of God in you. 